Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Kei te whakaronga mai koe ki tō tātou au horihori. Hei hotaka e pānaki a papa tuanuku, tangaroa, meirangi nui. I'm Alison Balance and this is Our Changing World on RNZ National. And now, psychologists at the University of Otago are trying to find out why our brain sometimes tells us to quit doing something that we know is good for us, but at other times it makes us carry on doing something that is bad for us. Blake Porter is working on this Marsden project, which is called Quit or Persist. We're using rats to study how the brain signals the rats to quit something. And rats are also mammals, so they have all the similar brain regions to us. Might be a little smaller, but all the same brain regions are there. So we can record their brains and what their brains are doing and possibly see the same activity going on in humans. So they're a very good experimental subject that is, in a sense, a good mirror of ourselves. Yeah. They're a little smaller, um, but they're a lot easier to work with because they come in on time and work when you want them to. So here's sort of our recording room setup. This is where the rats are and doing their different behaviors. Um, We're testing a few different behaviors that induce some sort of quitting. Um, Quitting can be maybe you're just tired and you don't want to do something anymore, or maybe you quit because you're frustrated, can't do what you want to do. So... We have one task where the rats are more or less just running until they get tired and don't want to anymore. And then there's a few other papers, and we're sort of going off previous research that was using a weightlifting task where rats have to exert more and more energy um, to get a reward. So we're looking at that as well and to see once something gets so difficult, what does the brain do when it gets too hard and that it tells the rat to quit. What's the big question you're looking to answer? The overall goal would be to try to find the signal in the brain that tells an organism to stop doing some behavior due to environmental feedback. So this could be as simple as when something is too hard and you're too tired to do something, it could be as basic as when to stop eating. So you get feedback of your body's getting full. When does your brain say stop doing the eating behavior and go do something else. So it kind of ranges from everything to the most basic work. There is other labs who go as basic as just thirst. When does the brain tell you you're not thirsty anymore and how does it signal you to quit drinking and go do something more useful with your time? All the way up to drug addiction and more nuanced sort of ways of quitting something. Like, why are some people more successful at quitting drugs than others? And what's going on in the brain? And if we can find the brain regions involved in this, we may be able to target therapies there, um, like have drugs 
target um, those specific brain regions or have what are called biofeedback. So you can have people either in an MRI scanner or we measure their brain waves. And as they try to quit at different tasks, we can show them their brains and say, okay, that time was good, keep doing whatever you were doing, and you can actually use biofeedback of someone's brain to help train them to quit something. Um, So we'll see, but we first have to find where in the brain this is going on. Uh, So that's sort of the aim of this project is where in the brain, what brain regions are responsible for quitting behavior, and what is that signal, what does that quit signal look like in the brain? Do you have any sense of where in the brain it is? Um, We have some general ideas from a wide range of papers, both in rodent work and also in human work. So there's the frontal cortex, your executive function area that carries out all the decision making. We think this is likely involved and probably very strongly involved of when is it that something is not worth it anymore. The prefrontal cortex is doing this calculation of, okay, the cigarette was really good, I want to have it again. The cigarette was good, I want to have it again. And what is happening when you know you have the knowledge that smoking's bad and you know you should quit, but your brain is still having you smoke. Um, so something like that, what, how, what does that conflict look like? Um, and you can see studies where they'll take smokers who are trying to quit and those who have are better at quitting or have a higher rate of quitting um, they'll have different activity levels in their prefrontal cortex than those who failed at quitting or keep relapsing. So that's sort of our first few clues of where to look. Now, just thinking of the flip side of quitting, it's probably mm-hmm. persisting yeah, at something. Exactly. So, yeah. you know, that thing of, oh, my God, I, w- I so want to give up, but I'm not going to, yeah. but I'm not going yeah. to. And is that the same part of the brain? Yeah, it's really interesting, and this is what our lab has been doing in the past is persistent signal and what Dr. Kristen Hillman has looked at in the past. And a really cool study was when you do brain surgery on people, your brain has no pain receptors. So most people, when you do brain surgery, you'll keep them awake, actually. You don't put them in general anesthesia. So there's a few experiments where people were undergoing brain surgery and they stimulated the prefrontal cortex in specific spots. And people just got this sensation that they could do anything and they felt this like great rush of motivation and that they could persist at anything that came to them. These are self-reports of you stimulate and then ask the person, how are you feeling? And they were reporting that they felt like they could go and do anything. So we think this brain region is sort of doing both that maybe, and this is where it comes into what do these signals look like. So one signal might be to persist at something while a different signal from this brain region might say, okay, this isn't worth anymore, we should stop. That's what we're hoping to find. And that idea that if you can recognize what it is that's happening in your brain, it might make it easier the second time. And yeah. I think what's the, this is making me think of, I walk home from work and there's a steep hill. Mm-hmm. And often, if I'm really not in the mood, about halfway up the hill, I'll just go, I so don't want to do this hill. Yeah. But even if I sit down... The thing is, I actually have to keep going. I have to persist in it yeah. because sitting down is not going to get me home. Nope. Yeah. So that that was my PhD work was actually having rats go up hills and to see what is their brain doing when they're going up and down hills and how does the brain represent that difficulty and how is it storing that information, relating it to flat ground versus hills um, and how difficulty is represented. So there is some choices where 
you could persist and it might be worth it to keep going uphill but if you get only a third of the way up and you're like oh i can't go up any higher you might make the decision to stop doing that behavior of going up the hill and go back down and take a different route if it's available and you could see in the rats brains when they were making those different decisions more or less this would be previous work that Kristen did now of decision making where rats could go up a central stem of a maze and then they had the choice to either go left or to go right if they went right they had to jump over a barrier but they got a big reward if they went left there was no barrier but it was a small reward so you have this decision to make do i want to put in the energy and put in the effort to get a big payout or don't i and you can see the neurons in this prefrontal cortex they'll fire more to whichever side the rat thinks is worth it and that the rat subsequently goes to. So this is sort of well-known in neuroscience, but it's always so cool that you can sort of see in humans and in animals, you can see in their brain the decision before they actually make any sort of action because it's all computed in the brain beforehand, before you actually act. So it might be on the order of milliseconds, um, like half a second or so, but you'll still know before the rat makes his choice, we know in the brain what he's going to choose. The brain's pretty amazing how it seems to yeah. be slightly ahead of what you're doing. Oh, yeah. It's about, it's about 250, 500 milliseconds ahead, but uh, it is always ahead. Well, you've talked about the applications of the quitting, that idea that it could mm. you know, perhaps help somebody quit smoking. What would be the benefits for us of understanding persistence? It's a whole opposite side of things so it can almost be anything going to the gym uh sticking to a healthy diet uh persistence when you think about it sort of in everything we do and then there's persisting at good things versus persisting at things that might not be beneficial and that you so again it could be drug use or anything like that where you're persisting at something but you shouldn't be or you're persisting at something that is beneficial to you um, like going to the gym or eating healthy which is it's hard and we know we know it's worth it but we still don't act on it um, so that's what we're we're interested in is what is driving the action of quitting or persisting at a task do you find a big variation in your rates and the way they yes. behave which is it's usually frustrating in the moment but it's also interesting and it's what people do anyway so I have some rats that just love to do the task and love to put in the effort and will run and I'm more or less stuck in here for an hour while they while they run and and get the reward while other rats they'll five minutes and they're done and they don't want to do it Um, and it changes day to day Um, it might be one rat one day is up for it and wants to expend all the energy in the world and the next day he's just wants to hang out and doesn't want to do anything so it makes that analysis a little difficult but it is more realistic and rats definitely if anyone has pet rats they know they have just as much personality as dogs and cats that uh, each rat's different and a rat that's really doesn't want to make an effort versus a rat that just loves it Mm -hmm. are you seeing big differences in their brain signals i hope so i haven't gotten that far yet so right now i'm just analyzing all the data from all the rats but that is our intention in the future to try to look at slacker rats versus hard worker rats um, and see if there's any differences in between those two and there's a master's student lee who's going to be taking part in some more experiments next year Yep. yep so what's he going to be looking at lee's looking at the fatigue aspect of all this so 
you might be fresh in the day and you want to go to the gym and get it out of the way early, but a lot of us have to go to work first thing in the morning and then you've already had a long day of work and you're fatigued, then you still know you have to go to the gym. So Lee's interested in how does fatigue change the brain signals to get you to persist or quit at something. Thanks, Blake. That was postdoctoral researcher Blake Porter. He's in the psychology department at the University of Otago. I'm Alison Balance, and this Our Changing World podcast first aired on RNZ National on the 3rd of May 2018. If you enjoyed this story, there are plenty more like it, and plenty more that are really rather different, at our webpage, rnz.co.nz slash ourchangingworld. You can subscribe to us and get our podcasts each week in all the usual places. The RNZ app. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher and Radio Public. Please rate and review us. It helps people to find us. Why not check out some of the other RNZ podcasts as well? Bruce Hopkins is still walking Te Araroa Trail in the long way home, but he's almost there. If you'd like to get in touch, we are on Twitter and Facebook as RNZ Science. Thanks for your company. Kia ora mai.